Hey, hey, welcome to the Seven Figure Photography Coach Podcast. This is the podcast to get no fluff advice, to finally get your ideas out of your head and into the hands of paying students quickly. It's time to turn your photography knowledge, skills, and experience into an extra stream of income by creating an online course or coaching program. I am your fast-talking, zero BS host and new business bestie, Jenny Maroney. Three years ago, I was burned out AF, photographing sessions every evening, editing every weekend, and missing my young kids at home. After two decades in the photography industry, I decided to pivot into coaching and share my knowledge with others, and my life and my business have never been the same. Over the past few years, I've helped hundreds of photographers create and launch their first online courses, coaching programs, and workshops with wild results. I've helped students have $10,000, $20,000, $30,000, $40,000 launches in just 90 days or less, having never coached or mentored before, without needing a huge audience, without needing to dance on TikTok and Reels. And I've helped those photographers be able to scale to six figures and beyond. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. Each week, I'll be sharing my best kept marketing secrets, launch strategies, business hacks, actionable advice that I've used in my very own business to become a million dollar photography coach so that you can do the same. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode. Hey, hey, welcome back. This episode is a spicy one because money is such a taboo subject and I think that's bullshit. I think it should be talked about way more often than it is. I could talk money in my sleep. I probably do. <laughs> I love strategy, but I, I love talking mindset around money, right? Because what I want to talk about in today's episode is all about the way you feel about money and how it affects how much of it you have. So I'm going to rewind to the way I used to feel about money. Okay. So I was scared of money. I was like really scared of money because I saw money causing all sorts of problems in my life, right? It caused arguments. It caused frustration and stress and that grind that comes along with money stress where you're like, oh, I have to do more. I have to do more. I have to work more. I have to work more. I have to be away from my kids or my spouse or my, my partner or whatever. And you just, you get into this hamster wheel of I have to pay the bills. I have to feed my kids. I got to keep a roof over my head. I've got to pay my car payment. I got to all the things, right? And so I grew up really scared of money. And quite honestly, I think, well, I know that I repelled it for a very long time because I didn't want it for a couple reasons. One, I didn't want it to cause problems and arguments. I thought that if I had enough or a lot of it, it would cause problems and I would become greedy and I would be a bad person. And I just looked at money as such a problem. I looked at it as evil. It was something I wanted more of because I knew like the freedom that came with money. Like I didn't have to stress about, oh, I, I wish I could go buy a coffee today at Starbucks like my friends are at college, but I can't, I can't afford that. Or I wish I could go on spring break, but I'll be working because I certainly don't have the money to do that. Must be nice. Like that sort of mentality, right? So I knew I wanted it, but I was also embarrassed to admit that I wanted it. It felt really greedy of me to say, I wish I had a million dollars. I wish I had money to go on spring break. I wish, I wish, I wish, right? But a wish is not a plan. It's just a dream. <laughs> and so what I realized after way too long, and I wish I had realized this sooner, and I think they should teach this shit in school, to be totally honest with you, but I'm noticing now with our kids that I talk about money so freely and so openly and so often that I don't want it to be a taboo subject. Like our kids are very comfortable talking about money. And 
I think another reason I was scared of money is that I grew up with a lack mindset around it. You know, I, that scarcity mindset of I, I really did believe that money would run out. And, and I thought I had seen it run out many times when I'd open my bank account and it would be in the red. I was like, well, there it is. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I ran out of money. There we are. Told you so. And I felt like crap. Like it's embarrassing when, you know, when you're standing at the register and your credit card gets declined or your debit card de gets declined and you're like, no way, that's not possible. I have a lot in there. And meanwhile, you're pitting out and sweating profusely. And you're like, oh, excuse me, let me just pull my stuff aside and let me just run out to my car and grab another credit card. And then you just don't come back in. I, I don't know. Has anyone else ever done that? <laughs> um, I mean, I was terrified of money. I wanted it, but I didn't know what to do with it. I never had it. So I figured I could never have it. I was embarrassed to say I wanted it. I was frustrated with my friends that were well off, right? So like, you know, when you go to college and there's all sorts of different people from all sorts of different backgrounds and whatnot, and some have more than others. And I was definitely the kid on, you know, grants and tuition assistance and took out every loan I could possibly take out. I, I was in student loan debt until I was 30. And I mean, I was definitely not the kid that had a nice car, went on spring break. And several of my friends were. And, and I remember there being times where I looked at them with envy, but I also looked at them being like, it must be nice to be daddy's girl. <laughs> like, I remember once saying that, and I'm cringing saying this out loud, but I'm saying this in full transparency because this is a safe space to share. And what I didn't realize at the time, what I was doing is I was just telling money I didn't want it. I was repelling the F out of it because I didn't know that money wasn't evil. Like, I truly believed it was. And so I went through a period of time where I, I was terrified. I literally could not check the mailbox. The mailbox would be overflowing. We'd get a note on the door from the postman being like, your mailbox is overflowing. You got to check it. And I was so scared because I feared what was inside. I feared all the bills that were sitting there unopened. I feared, you know, that bank statement that says you've withdrawn or overdrawn. I feared all of that, right? Every time the phone rang when I was in college and just after college, before I switched my mindset, but every time the phone rang, I was so scared. It was a debt collector. You know, it was like the credit card being like, you are overdue on your payments. Like, I, I literally thought that they were going to come like repossess my car. It's kind of a miracle they didn't. But I had such issues with money. I did not know what the fuck I was doing with money. And I didn't spend it carelessly. I just spent it on things that I needed, really, like textbooks for college, but I didn't have the money to pay for them. So I, I don't know. Anyways, I was in debt far beyond what I should have been at way too young an age. I got a credit card as soon as I was legally allowed to, and I maxed it out buying all the things that I felt like I deserved, I guess, or felt like I had been missing out on. And it wasn't stuff like I didn't go buy like a Louis Vuitton bag or anything. <laughs> I instead was like, I don't know, buying sneakers because my sneakers were worn out, but I bought so much at one time and I didn't know how to manage it, right? Like I, I was like, sweet, free money and it's 0% interest for one year. I'm just going to go max out this $20,000 credit card in college, right? And when my friends were going out to dinner at Olive Garden, <laughs> I was finally able to go, right? And I owed them all so much money from paying for my Olive Garden that there would be times where I'd have to pay for it, right? Or I would pay for drinks out of the bar that night. And before I knew it, I'd maxed out my credit card. And then every time the phone rang or every time the mail came, I freaked out. I had been declined at the checkout. It was not a fun time, okay? I remember thinking that there had to be a better way. 
right? Like I knew there had to be a better way. And not everyone is born rich. Not everyone's born into a trust fund. So how the fuck are they doing it, right? So I started reading up on like how to have a better outlook on life and how to manage your money. And I started surrounding myself with people that had money but didn't act like a bunch of assholes. <laughs> they weren't the greedy, evil people that you hear about that have money. They were the, the nice, rich people, right? And so I started surrounding myself with them and seeing how they act and how they manage their money. And these are people my age at, the, at that time. I'm talking like college and right after college, right? And so slowly but surely, I started to change my outlook around money. And I started to realize it's not that bad. It provides opportunities, right? It provides freedom. The freedom for me to be able to go out to Olive Garden on a Friday night with my girlfriends in college if I wanted to. It provides me the freedom to put gas in my tank so that I could drive to work the next day versus running out of gas, which I did so many embarrassing times in my small town where everyone would see me pushing my little Jeep Wrangler that was rusted out on the fenders. I'll mention that. And so slowly but surely, I started thinking, you know what? I can do this too. I'm going to set a goal that feels scary AF. And I'm going to see if I can hit it. And let's just see. It'll be fun. Let's just try it, right? So soon enough, I sold my car and I bought, at the time, my dream car, which was a Saab 900 Malachi Blue, had electric windows. The seats were only a little beat up from the previous five owners. (laughs) It only had 100,000 miles on it. But in my head, I had literally made it, right? I was like, holy fuck, I own a Saab. Look at me go. Then... I had a friend who was like, you know that Saab's going to retain value. So why don't you drive it for a year and then upgrade, get a nicer Saab with less miles or newer year and sell this one and put that money towards it. And I was like, that is not how this works. And she's like, I'll show you. Her name was Jen. I remember this so vividly. And she was like, no, no, this is a thing. Like you can do this, right? Just take good care of it and treat it well. Maintain it. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to pay for oil changes? Like I can barely pay for gas. Like I can't even believe, like I literally at the time thought it was a dream. And that I had accidentally like tricked the seller into selling me his car for less money than he was supposed to. And he was going to come knocking down my door any day for like the remaining money. Like I literally had that bad of a mindset around money. So long story short, I drove that car for a year and I I set another scary goal. And I was like, and if if I don't hit it, it's okay, but let's just try. Wouldn't it be cool if I could upgrade to the newer Saab, that fancy white one with the sunroof? (laughs) So slowly but surely, I started doing things like this in my life. I was in a bad relationship and I was like, I'm going to move out. I'm going to move out and I'm going to move on my own. Now, rent as a single person in a city is really fucking expensive. And I was like, I have to find a way to do this, right? And so I put my mind to it and it was a scary goal. And I was like, I got this and I did it and I moved out and it was fucking awesome. And I had so much freedom. And then I picked up a couple shifts at the bar and I was making tips and I was making new friends. And then I got a real day job where I was surrounded by people that actually cared about going to bed before 4 a.m. and had better schedules and had better routines and they were healthier, right? Before I know it, I'm eating healthier. I'm starting to exercise. And then guess what happened? I met Mark, my husband. And it was in that moment that I was like, thank God I did not meet him 10 years younger because I would have not been able to, like, I, I couldn't even take care of myself. I had no clue how to manage money. And not that money is everything. It's just you have to have a good outlook on money for you to make money, right? And so here, here's where I'm going with this, that I truly believe, and I, I, I am an example of this, the way you think and feel about money 100% affects how much of it you have. If you think money is shitty and evil and you're a greedy human if you have it, then guess what? You're not going to have much of it. 
because you're literally telling the universe, I don't want that. And you're telling yourself that too, even if you don't believe in the universe. You're literally telling yourself, I don't need that. I don't want that. Therefore, I'm not going to have it. Well, guess what? If you tell yourself you can't have something, you're not going to have it. If you believe that, right? Our brains are really funny things, right? Like our brains, we have these highways in our brains based on our belief system. And sometimes, oftentimes it's from, you know, childhood and learned behaviors and what we've been taught or told as children, right? And so if you grow up thinking money's evil, that after being, you know, taught that for so long, it ingrains a highway in your brain. And we have all these highways. Now, if one day you wake up and you say, I no longer believe that, I believe that money could provide opportunity. I believe that money could provide experience where I could take my kids on a trip to Hawaii on the whim. I believe that money could help me give back to my community. I believe, I believe, I believe. So you can wake up one day and just change it and say, you know what? I'm going to be rich as fuck. I am. I'm going to make all the money that I want to make and more. And there's plenty of money. That's the thing. It's a renewable resource. It's not going away. There's more than enough money for all of us. And it's if you believe that you can have it, you will have it. If you believe you can't, you won't. And I I really, really, really strongly believe that. And I wish that this was something that was taught in school because if I had just been taught that simple lesson earlier in life, like fifth grade, I would have had so much more freedom in my life. And I wouldn't have been so negative, so fucking negative for so many years around like money and people with it and all of that. Right. So my point around this is you can create new highways in your brain with your belief system. So if you wake up tomorrow and you say, if you have a mindset like I did, and you wake up tomorrow and you say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about money anymore because I know that there's more than enough to go around and I know that it's on its way to me. It's not a pie. Like if so-and-so gets $10, it doesn't mean that you get $10 less. Like you can all have $10. Everyone can. (laughs) You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. It's like Oprah, right? So if you wake up tomorrow and you start slowly telling yourself what you want to believe, I am gorgeous. I am fit. I am healthy. I am rich. I have money. I drive a nice sob, whatever it is, right? If you tell yourself that enough, you will create a small path in your brain and then it'll become a little dirt road. Then it will become a bigger dirt road. Then one day it'll be cobblestoned. Then it'll be paved over. Then it becomes a little highway. Then it becomes a massive turnpike. Like you can see where I'm going with this. And then before you know it, the old highway with your old belief system now has a a road closed sign. It's blocked. We don't believe that anymore. That's not serving me and I'm not going to believe it. So if you're sitting here right now being like, okay, Jenny, I'm just going to cross my legs and manifest and a million bucks is going to fall from the sky into my lap. That's not at all what I'm saying. You absolutely have to be strategic and you have to work for it. I'm not saying just go do yoga in your living room every day for four hours and do nothing to like actually make money or have a strategy, but you can strategize all day long. And so many business owners have this. They're like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm not making any money. I have all the things in place. And it's not that they're lacking on strategy. They know what they're doing. It's their mindset. Their mindset is telling them, their belief system is telling them that they're not capable of making money. And so guess what? They're not going to. Until you believe that you are capable of turning your course or your coaching program or your business or whatever the fuck you have into something really, really, really massive, it's not going to happen. You have to believe it. And the best way to do that is to trick yourself. (laughs) So for a few months right after high school, I took a telemarketing job. I I just, I I had like a hundred jobs because I couldn't keep money and I couldn't make it because I didn't think I deserved it. And so I was doing this telemarketing job 
And I hated it. I fucking hated it. I hated cold calling people and trying to get them to like sign up for whatever the heck I was selling that day. And so every day before work, I would like trick myself. I'd be like, I'm just going to pull into the parking lot and sit here for 10 minutes. And then I would grab the door handle and I'd step out and I'd be like, well, now everyone inside is staring at me. They already know I'm out of my car. So now I got to go in. Okay. I'm just going to go in. I'm going to sit down. Today's the day I'm going to quit. <laughs> and then I would trick myself. My hand would grab the phone and I'd dial that first number and then I'd make a sale. Right. And so if you can trick yourself enough times into believing that you are rich. You can be rich if you want to be rich. I truly believe that. I truly, truly believe that. If you have something to offer and share with others in exchange for money, that's the best type of job career we can have. Like you're, you're helping someone else in exchange for money and there's more than enough of it to go around. So that is my two cents on how the way we think about money affects how much of it you have. And another little tip I want to share with you is, uh, before we, before we go is like I said, at the beginning, I used to be so scared of opening my bank account. Like I was literally terrified to the point where I would put it off and put it off and put it off until the thing came in the mail and I'd put opening up the mail off for weeks until it was piled up all over the counter. And I'd finally open it and realize that I had had like five overdraft fees and all the things, right. And my bank account was in the red. And so I challenged myself. i had heard someone say this once that I challenged myself that if I started looking at my bank account more often, good things would happen. And so I started, it's like going to the gym. <laughs> the more you get on the treadmill, the more you're going to lose weight, right? You just got to go to the gym and you got to get on the damn treadmill. So same thing, like the more you look at your account, your bank account, the more it'll grow. And I really believe that. And I speak from experience. I, I thought this was the wooiest BS that I'd ever heard. But I started doing it and I was like, okay, fuck it. What I'm doing right now is not working, clearly. Like, not checking it is not working. I'm in the red all the time. I have no money. I can't pay my bills. And I'm like borrowing money from friends and family. And this is embarrassing. And I'm too old to be doing this. And so it was at that point in my life, right before I met my husband, that I started looking at my bank account. And I started thinking, tomorrow there will be more. Tomorrow there will be more. There's always more where that came from, Right. And slowly but surely, I tricked my brain into believing that. And slowly but surely, I started seeing more and more and more in the bank account. And then I started doing this other little trick where I started screenshotting my bank account. So as long as it wasn't in the red, I would screenshot it. And as soon as it's not in the red, I will tell you, it was so much easier to stay out of the red because I started to believe I'm never going back there. I'm an energetic match for being in the green. I'm going to stay in the green. I'm no longer going to the red. And so every day I would open my bank account and I still do this and I'd screenshot my balance. And I would be, I would take a second to just be grateful for what I had, whether it was a ton or not much at all, as long as I wasn't in the red, right? And so I, I have never been in the red since. I will never be in the red again. Every day I screenshot and it grows and it grows and it grows. And some days it grows more than others. But my point being is that if you believe it will grow, it will. If you believe it won't, it won't. So if you have any questions... I would love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or feedback on this episode, I know it's probably one of my more controversial ones because not everyone has this same approach slash mindset slash belief system around money. And I, I will be the first to admit, neither did I. Obviously, I just shared all of my vulnerable secrets with you about my past money issues. But I hope that you found this helpful. And I hope that you'll come say hello to me in the DMs on Instagram. It's at Jenny Maroney. And if you have two seconds, I would love for you to subscribe to my podcast or leave a review and or both. I would love, love, love to see that so that I can continue making podcast episodes over here so that I can help as many photographers make bank this year as possible. So I will see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. 
thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you left me a review or shared it with a friend that you think would also enjoy it. My mission is to help as many badass photographers just like yourself. And if we aren't already friends on Instagram, come hang out with me over there at Jenny Maroney. Thank you again. Until next time.